Welcome to the Purpose Journey Podcast, the place where we explore purpose and career through the lens of human design, astrology, and the gene keys. I am your host, Anna, and I'm so happy to have you join me on this journey of self-discovery. Let's forge our own paths and stop following others. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome back to the show. And this week, I speak with Christina Ambler, who is based on the central coast of Australia. And Christina is a wellness and mind-body eating coach. She's also a motivational speaker, international retreat facilitator, and she has a background in psychotherapy. Can you tell that she's a manifesting generator? (laughs) Her multi-passionate nature is something that we definitely dive into in today's episode. And um, Christina is actually one of the first people I started following on Instagram that wasn't a friend or family member. So finally, after about 10 years, I reached out and we connected. And today she's our guest on the podcast, which I'm very happy about. And what drew me to Christina was her openness and authenticity when it comes to sharing about body image and the power of the body and mind connection. She has such a loving, supportive, and infectious energy that I'm sure you will feel just by listening to her speak. But I highly suggest that you actually follow her on social media. She's a perfect example of a manifesting generator embracing her many passions, you know, trusting her gut in the moment and being proud of her so-called messiness by courageously sharing her experiences in order to support others. And as she says herself, nothing good happens in your comfort zone. So here is the conversation with Christina. Enjoy. Hi, welcome, Christina. Hello, Anna. Nice to be here. (laughs) It's so nice to have you on because I I told you this in the email when I reached out to you that you are probably the first person that was not a family member or a friend that I started following on Instagram. I think it's going to be 10 years. I mean, I'm not sure because I can't really remember when or how, but I am so happy to have you on because you have really been an inspiration to me for the past decade amazing thank you it's, yeah it's really nice to hear because it is definitely a part of why I do this work so really mm. quickly with the 10 years I think it was about 10 years ago that I did my yeah. Instagram so that's really bizarre that's pretty cool yeah. <laughs> and again I feel like I don't know how I found you but I feel like it's probably we were talking about this previously it's just yeah. you know some people are, you are just meant to connect with and I'm just so happy that we actually get to connect like live now 10 years yeah. later yeah, yeah. Because the, one of the things that really drew me into you was your work with, you know, the body and mind connection and, you know, body imagery that you you spoke a lot about, especially back then, certain images that we can refer to um, that really had an effect on me. But with that being said, why don't you just introduce yourself and the work that you do now? Okay. Um, I guess intertwining that as well, my work is an extension of me. And I Mm. do hear from a lot of people that, oh, my gosh, your post hit me or, oh, my gosh. And I think it is because everything I do is is coming from a part of me that I've either just worked through or have an intention on working on. Mm. So that says a lot about my business. Um, And I'm pretty – I try to be very authentic and vulnerable on my page because – 
that's what I needed when I was going through all my own body issue things and I felt so alone and I didn't know that it was normal to not have self-worth and all of that kind of stuff. So that probably explains why I show up the way I show up. It's because it's exactly what I needed. Um, And I made a pact with myself to become the adult that I needed and every single day I still show up for that part in me. So if I'm feeling that vulnerability or insecurity, I will share it through a post. And I think that's what connects with people. Yeah. I think it's important. It's an important point, like asking yourself, like what would I need in this moment and Uh be that person? Yeah. 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 And so I guess that's what got me into the wellness world. I tell a little story about how I trans, you know, I, kind of went from the beauty world into the wellness world and I was a beauty therapist mm. for over 15 years. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, and I loved it. But I became a beauty therapist properly, you know, under the false, you know, thing of, okay, well, if I get the outside of me right, then I know mm. I'm happy and I was just searching and searching and that's a really slippery slope, a really slippery slope because I put a lot of energy and effort into that um, to even feel more empty on the inside. So that's, you know, realising, you know, lasting change does genuinely happen from the outside in. And I also realised in my 15 years of beauty therapy I love people. Actually, I really love yeah. people and sometimes I don't at all because they're quite scary with the whole belief system thing, but mostly <laughs> I love people. Um, and yeah, so I just talked to a lot of people. I realized, you know, when you just are listening to someone, how much they open up and I realized how many women just opened up to me. And then I was kind of like, Oh, I don't even know if I can, you know, give the right, I hate the word advice, but what to say back. So I transitioned out of the beauty world into the wellness world, um, that was probably a pivotal point for me to do that as well was after the birth of my first daughter. So China mm. is 16 years old um, and so 16 years ago, I, I little bit of history and it does go into my work so I will share it because I'm pretty open yeah. why I talk about body images because I had an eating disorder for a really long time mm. and it was the birth of my daughter that made me realise, yeah. you know, and it does come down to self-worth and I thought I didn't have enough self-worth in myself but once I saw that little girl I was like I need to learn how to deal with this so she doesn't have to grow up feeling the same exactly so I had my kind of own awakening healing journey freed my mind because that's where the eating disorder lives we think it's about the body and when our body looks good it has nothing to do with that it's all in the mind and that's why I talk about the power of the mind-body connection so I started studying gestalt psychotherapy to work with people with eating disorders and I realised it's not just eating disorders that are rampant, it's disordered eating, which all comes back to the way we feel because how we feel, we use food to support that, how we feel, we think if our body looks right, so we starve ourselves. So it has so much to do with our relationship with food, not the actual food itself and relationship with our body. So I transitioned to another course called um, Mind Body Eating Coaching, which is a kind of what I specialize in. Did some coaching as well, psychotherapy, and then transitioned into Lighter Living Wellness. And Lighter Living basically is my business. And that's all about how can we lighten up? How can we lighten up mentally, mainly in our thoughts? Mm -hmm. How can we lighten up? emotionally in the way we feel how that that ultimately helps us physically feel lighter and how can we lighten up spiritually which is taking the higher perspective and this is what Mm. I love about what you do because (laughs) it gives gives a higher perspective of the heaviness and the weight in this world Mm. and I think a myth I've been in my practice now I think about 10 years 
And a lot of people would come into me and go, oh, okay, I just want to be like you, like you're hyper and you, you know, you're, you're so much, you've got so much energy and light of living and what do I do? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you've got to feel it, you've got to go in it, you've got to, you've got to accept the heaviness, like you actually have to acknowledge what's weighing us down, take a higher perspective, trust our body knows how to feel it, you know, and mm. move through it. So that's my business is basically, and again, but thank you for saying you connect with what I put up because I, I feel like the healing happens in the minute we actually are witnessed in going, I'm not okay. I feel these thoughts or I'm feeling mm. affected by these thoughts or, you know, the minute we become aware of it, we literally heal it. It's like yeah. we feel seen, we feel heard and we heal. And in that moment we feel lighter. So that's what yeah, we do. Is that, is that a, a good enough? Yeah. Sense? No, so, but I think that, that was the key as well, like you were saying, because I really felt that it, it's been what you put out really, it feels authentic. And I yeah. think that's sometimes what's missing in the social media world with, especially in the wellness industry, I feel like a lot of people convey messages that aren't you know, they say what they think they should. And I feel like you say what you want to say yeah. and what needs to be shared. So I think that it comes off as being very authentic because I think otherwise it's very just homogenized information about love and light. Mm. And I think what you do is different because, I mean, I really want to mention those. I, we talked about this, these couple of posts that you posted then mm. probably 10 years ago that really hit me. And one is the one with, I think it was a little girl on a scale where you're talking about just how we should not measure our self-worth based on how much we weigh. And the other one that really hit me was the one with the little girl with the scissors. I mean, it looks like she's trying to, you know, cut off her love handles basically. And, you know, I think most women I know have some sort of eating or a, at least a distorted relationship with food myself included and I mean I think I was probably 12 the first time I stopped eating mm -hmm. and I think this is such a huge topic and I think the way you spoke about it really made me feel less alone mm -hmm. in that because this is something that most women actually continue to struggle with throughout their lives so yeah. how did that, how did you even find that imagery? I need to ask you with, with that post. So I'll, it is, again, you had emailed me to say, would I like to come on this podcast? And I was yeah. like, I knew, I didn't even know you were going to ask me to be on the podcast, but I had felt a connection with your energy. Even though we hadn't talked, I don't think we even commented on each other's posts. No. That alone is weird, but uh, I love weird. I hate <laughs> weird, but it's like, hello, synchronicity. Um, I had posted that about one of the first first or second year when I was fresh mm. into the business because, again, I found it. Um, I don't know how I found it. I think I saw it on Facebook and the, the girl that posted it got a lot of backlash. And so oh, as support okay. to her, I shared it because I'm kind of mm. like, this is confronting but this is real life. And yep. and, and being 100% honest, when I was little, I used to pretend that I had, you mm. know, if only I could mm -hmm. do that, if only I could do that. So for that little girl in me, that's why I posted it up. And the part where, you know, the more of us that are honest about, yeah, I have got this conditioning that preys on the fact that I don't feel worth it. <laughs> so until we expose that, we can't actually differentiate going, oh, my God, that thought about myself, it's not me. It's mm. the information that I've kind of digested, like a diet, like foods, 
part of our diet, but what we digest through our minds is part of our diet. And we take mm. on this information and we digest it and we think it's our information and it's not true. No. And, and, that's and it can't, it can't stay hidden. That information can't stay hidden. Absolutely. And I like to just bring awareness to that because if you're human on planet Earth, especially, and it's a lot more prominent in males, but if we, we can't hide from it. So the more we talk about it, it's like, oh, yeah, I have that too. Oh, yeah, I don't buy into it. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, you know, we think when we feel bad, if we get the body to look good, we'll feel better. But that's the myth we've been taught. It's like, no, we actually can't buy into that. We just need to feel the feelings. It's got nothing to do with the body. Yeah. So what do you love most about the work that you do now as a coach? Um, what do I love the most? This I love talking to people. And so that yeah. even if I'm doing it with you and sharing and and feeding off each other's energy or whether or not it's sitting with a client and I got the most ridiculously, I love feedback. My words, I don't know if you know much about love languages. Well, you're going to tell me a hell of a lot more than love languages. I, I'm words of affirmation. I'm just like, just tell me how good I am and I will just keep going. <laughs> so the feedback from my clients, and it's not really about me, it's the feedback that they explain how they feel after a session or what they've learnt from working with me or me holding space mm -hmm. and not what they've learnt from me but what they've learned about themselves. And then when they write that and then I get that feedback to witness them, that it's like the epiphanies, the connections, the synchronicities, the people popping off, the the sharing. Mm. See? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> But I, this, I mean, this podcast is called the, the purpose journey, because I think that's a word that can be triggering, but also very, you know, enlightful in a lot of ways. Has that word, what, what does that word mean to you in your journey? So I love the like name. Like having a sense of purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the name when I started stalked your page to see what I did. <laughs> and then I'm like, actually, when you stalk, you don't have to like everything because then it's just going to come back a bit bombarding. <laughs> so then I actually have to tell you I stalked it. Um, because one's, one of yours is a purpose journey. And what's the other one that you are doing, the workshop? What was the other little workshop that you've named? You've just done Oh, it. you mean Clueless? Oh, even that. Yeah. <laughs> like, so even both of them I resonate with. But the purpose journey, I think what I liked about it and it doesn't feel as triggering is I don't think purpose is a thing. It is a journey. Mm. Do you know exactly. what I mean? It's like yeah. the the purpose of my journey. Like it's it's not fixed. It feels quite fluent. So yeah. I feel like I've found my purpose. Will it stay fixed like this? Not sure. I found my purpose mm. when I was a beauty therapist because mm. of how I felt. And then I might pivot again. I don't know. But I think our purpose, Anna, to be 100% honest, is to be ourselves as fearlessly as we can in whatever moment we can in whatever we're doing. Exactly. That's a, that's the same definition that I have. I mean, I it is a journey. You're always evolving, but it's really about being who we are. But talk about the the fact that you work in the beauty industry, which I now found very interesting looking at your charts. We'll get into your chart a little bit later, but yeah. how did you uh, how did you end up starting there? I, again, like I said to you, I felt very, you know, on the outside, I've always been like this. Like I've always been, you know, my feedback from, you know, people from school when I've been honest about my journey of, you know, you know, being low and anxious and having an eating disorder and, you know, two breakdowns a year and all of these symptoms that I'd have in my body. And I talk about it and they're like, what? Like you seem exactly the same. 
And I was like, well, I am the same person because now that I'm dealing with all the shit that was weighing me down, my body doesn't have to have these symptoms or these anxiety or this eating disorder, all these ailments because I'm dealing with it. So originally back then, because I felt like that, I thought, okay, well, if I can just get this exterior good, that inside will feel better. And that's Um, honestly why I got into beauty therapy because I didn't, I felt different than people. I felt like I looked different, but I didn't look different. I felt different. (laughs) Does that make sense? So I thought, you know, I will just, you know, look gorgeous and lose weight and do all this stuff and then I'll be happy. And that's originally what got me into it, to be honest. And Mm. yeah, but. But I guess that's like the reverse way of doing it. I mean, you shouldn't really start on the outside and then do the inside. I mean, it's the other way around. Start from the inside and And, and the outside will change. And and if you talk about purpose, Anna, it was not by accident that I studied beauty therapy because even, Mm. you know, down to the cellular level, for being a beauty therapist, it's all about the biology. So I know all about the cell and the organisms. And, you know, what I do right now is about mind-body connection, which is we are programming these cells with our mind. So it's really like it was a stepping stone for all of this, the outside in, the inside out, and the package of what I do, I guess. Yeah, but I actually had a conversation with another person that I interviewed on the podcast and this topic came up again. I think it's important not to look back at our previous experiences and thinking that there's something wrong. Like, why did I choose that? That was wrong of me because everything is leading you up to this moment Mm -hmm. and you're bringing that experience with Mm -hmm. you into the work that you do now. I mean, I've always got a lot of slack for changing careers like every Mm -hmm. other year and changing industries and doing all this. I'm like, yes, but I'm using that experience and my insights and knowledge about that now in the work that I do when I talk about purpose and career and the same for you you talk about beauty but just in a different way than you used Mm. to Mm. so it's important not to look back and just like Mm. oh how wrong of me to choose that profession or go into that industry so totally agree totally agree you're definitely using it now yeah yeah definitely so I just want to now that I mean we're talking about I just want to make some references (laughs) references <laughs> to your to your chart. I yeah. mean, let's just start with the fact that you are a manifesting generator. Okay. And you are a so-called sacral manifesting generator. So you, you're really here to follow your gut in the moment and mm. being, you know, responsive to life, respond to life and see what life brings you. Mm. And, you know, being a manifesting generator, it really is that multi-passionate person, mm. like doing many different things, jumping mm. from thing to thing, always pivoting when something no longer feels right for you how has that been for you because I know you really felt like you identified with that oh it's mental because it it, when I when I did learn that briefly so I used to shame myself a lot in how much Mm. I would you know a friend described me as a multi-dimensional caterpillar because she's just like (laughs) you're literally like oh my god yay that's shiny next thing like oh yay like that's just exactly what I'm like so I made myself wrong for that. And when I learned, it's actually how I work. And another thing I used to make myself wrong for was I'd have so many projects at once. You know, I had working, collaborating with this amazing girl that I met in yeah. the moment and we did like a product called Wild Calm and then I was doing like welfare breaks and then I had my centre sauna and then I was doing my lighter living and people like would be like, oh, my gosh, like you're doing too much, like focus. And I was mm-hmm. like, God, this feels easy. This doesn't feel hard. This feels like it gives me energy. So many times it 
yeah, I do pivot and I do change and it gives me energy and I definitely do very much have to work in the moment. Like if I feel like I have to wait for something or work on something, I feel very dulled down. Whereas if I go, this is how I feel in the moment, let's get it up, then it feels good. So I think that's worked with retreats up, that's worked with putting packages out, that's worked with trusting my gut in the moment and therefore I think when it does come from that space, that's why my clients come easy. Whereas I think if I tried to really work it out strategically try and do it and try to get that the energy there's nothing yeah there's nothing strategic about you in your chart I mean I'll I'll reference back to that but it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I can't see that at all and I think it's important that's why I really I mean I have a daughter who is a manifesting generator so I'm really aware of how her energy operates because it's again i think it's a challenge for a lot of many gens because we live in a society that really tells us to focus on one thing at a time and that so goes against your energy and what it's meant meant to be doing and i i always feel like i'm super aware of how she operates and i try not to you know fault her for you know changing her mind every 30 seconds like no not don't want to play with that toy again and i think that was the same for you probably honestly Anna like the, the fact you know like the fact this work exists and with parenting mm-hmm. and children like you know I even had a client the other day who was under you know as look I'm not bad mouthing there's a place for everything but she was seeing a psychologist and we had a session and I was kind of explaining myself and just said listen I've got to do a few things at once mm. like don't stress and I know that that's one thing about the many gen I know um and she just like I, it was like she went like something fell off her and she went, I was just making myself so wrong that yeah. I'd seen this psych. He would say, focus on being a mum. Don't do anything else. Don't do that. Yet it's like I was thinking to myself, I actually did recommend it was after you'd reached out and I said, I think you should get your chart down. And she'd heard about human design, but mm-hmm. it's just so important to understand we're all different. I mean, that's the key. We are all different. And I think that's the beauty of it, like bringing yeah. that different aspects together mm-hmm. i mean I, I keep saying this diversity creates unity i mean that's how an orchestra comes together right so beautiful looking at how our energy operates differently how we can you know not make each other wrong for being different like how can we stand you know support each other and i think that when it comes to managers i it's so important to not feel guilty for doing things in a different mm-hmm. way for f- not doing yeah. you know things in a linear way mm-hmm. I love that and you're just even saying diversity brings unity and my biggest fear you know I'm all about the mind-body connection and trying to explain people if we don't understand something it doesn't make it wrong <laughs> you know we don't have to make others wrong to make ourselves right we've just got to understand ourselves and know that they're different exactly. and in understanding that that is what brings unity so I love how you've explained that yeah yeah, cool. That's really that's really what I I preach. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I appreciate that you do. Yeah. And then the fact that you are a so-called one three profile. I mean, you are really here to be the one is the investigator, the person who really loves to learn everything about the topic that they're passionate about and becoming an expert in, in that area. And then you have the three, which is the martyr really living a life of trial and error, experimenting, trying new things. Sure. And I always stress this again, the third, even though the name martyr can sound very, you know, it's not a, it's not a positive word, but it's really the bravest one of them all. The one who takes one for the team that goes first and does the hard stuff. So the rest of us don't have to. So 
with the one three, I mean, you're really here to be an authority in that sense because yeah. you do have the knowledge yeah. and you do have the experience and you're really meant to share that with everyone. That's actually so really people will be naturally drawn to you in that sense. Yeah. Wow. And that that's really good to hear. And the way I interpret that too is that's why I'll always share my experience because I'm like that part to go, you know, this is my experience. Like, yeah, I, I can't explain it, but I feel what you feel what you're saying with the mm. share it. Yeah. So it's important for you to make mistakes and not be afraid to make mistakes because that's how you learn yeah. and that's how you teach the rest of us yeah, what works and what doesn't. I was just trying to yeah. explain I'm very, very open in my vulnerabilities of going, this is what happened, this is the like this is how it felt. Yeah, so that actually makes a lot of sense. That's an actual thing? Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the wow. one threes. Wow. wow. Yeah. Cool. So see that together with, you know, not doing things in a linear way, doing many different things, being the manager and using your knowledge and your experience as a way of teaching others. Okay, great. But let's talk about your astrology a little bit as well, because you are a Leo sun and rising. Oh. And you have your moon in Taurus. Okay. And actually, let's just talk about the moon in in Taurus for a while because you have Taurus in your 10th house and the 10th house is all about your career public recognition how others you know it's just like your personal mission mm. and Taurus is ruled by Venus and Venus is all about beauty yeah. so the fact that you've had a career in beauty yeah. really makes sense now yeah. and also you kind of still you know work with beauty just yeah inner beauty in that sense so that kind of makes sense and with the moon there i mean the moon is where you feel good it's Mm. nurturing to you so that makes perfect sense Mm. but i also i always write down keywords when i look at someone's charts Mm. and i mean i looked at your gene keys your astrology and your human design Mm. and i guess i have two different pillars but i think they connect so for the first pillar i wrote the spotlight slash leadership slash authority And I think the fact that let's talk about the fact that you're a Leo sun and rising, because when you do, that means that you have your sun in your first house. So having the sun in the first house, the first house is all about the self, your identity, how others perceive you, your appearance. So when someone has the sun in the first house, that to me says that they're meant to be in the spotlight somehow. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you have to be a, you know, celebrity or famous, Mm -hmm. but it's about you. Mm -hmm. You are meant to shine the, Mm -hmm. what, who you are about. Mm -hmm. And that means having the courage, you know, take up space Mm -hmm. and not being afraid to do so. And especially when it's Leo, Leo Mm -hmm. is all about being in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like it's so prominent in your chart that you really should put yourself out there so to speak and share who you are and share your journey because you also have mercury in leo in the first house so sharing your voice through who you are is super important for you so it's just so much leo stuff happening here Yeah. yeah but then again i just with the authority i mean just having the one three profile that we just talked about says to me that you are an authority in somehow because you have the one, you have the knowledge about a topic that you're passionate about, but then also being an authority because you've had the experience. And then I want to talk about the fact that you have a so-called defined heart center, defined ego. The ego center, also known as the heart center, is really all about motivation and willpower. 
and you have that center defined, which is actually quite rare. It's only about 30, 35% of the population that has that. But that means when you have a defined energy center, it means the power switch is always on. Like you always have that energy on. So that's really what you are sending out to the people around you. So when you have a defined heart or ego center, that means you always have constant access to motivation and willpower. Mm -hmm. And that can be very powerful Mm -hmm. when you are a coach or a motivational speaker, Mm -hmm. because people can really feel motivated when they are with you. Wow. So it's good just to remember that when they step out of that, they might lose that motivation. But as soon as they are with you, they can really feel empowered and motivated Mm -hmm. to make that change in their lives. Yeah. So that's what I see about, you know, again, Spotlight Leadership Authority. And you have, well, let's, I want to talk about your, Mm -hmm. we talk about something that's called variables in human design. It's the arrows. And when you look at your charts, it's the arrows that are around your head. And you have all of them pointing to the right. And that's called being a quad right. And that's also very unique and rare. And we live in a society that really wants everyone to have their arrows going to the left. Oh, God, that explains so much, Anna. Yes. (laughs) So you are sometimes referred to, like a lot of quad rights describe themselves as being, you know, aliens. Because being very left focused is all about, you know, being very focused, very active, very, you know, strategic and all that. And I mean, you just mentioned the fact that you've never felt very strategic. You need to be in the flow. And that's key for someone being a quad left. It's, you know, in school, you're told to like sit down, focus, take notes. But for someone like you, it's easier to just sit there and absorb the information. And then when someone asks you something, they you it's then like pulled out of you because it's just stuck here. You don't need to take notes most of the time. So it's, go, it's just, just being in school. It's just, it's so different from what we're taught. Oh, it, it, honestly, even when you just said that, then when you're like that way and you go that way, and I was just about to drop some real, that's why I go under the title as a coach now, not a counselor. Yeah. So very noisy. I actually got an alien <laughs> tattooed on my ankle. Oh, because wow. I swear, I was like, and people are like, why have you got that? And I'm like, because I feel like an alien, like literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do say that to like one of the, I have done talks in schools and I will say, you know, there's a um, quote by Albert Einstein and it's one of my favorite ones. And it says, if you judged a fish by the way it climbed the tree, you'd call the fish stupid. It's not meant mm-hmm. to climb the tree. And in school, the reality is I was really bad. Like all my teachers would say to me, you know, you're fantastic and we love you, but like you've got to apply yourself. And I just couldn't. And I went to year 12 and failed, like got like honestly less than 15% on my TR at the time. So for that, people would look and go, wow. But then, you know, I started studying beauty therapy and it was hands-on and she was explaining it and biology at school was something that I got less than 15%, whereas I got distinctions in the biology. And even before I finished, you know, my training, they offered me to do it to teach beauty therapy and I ended up teaching beauty therapy. So I just really want to just emphasize that I, in that mm. environment of school, I could not learn and I would have been deemed yeah. stupid. But outside of that, you know, I've even studied psychotherapy through a different system. So that's really beautiful to hear. Yeah. No, you really, I mean, just being a managen, but then adding the fact that you're a managen with, you know, all the arrows pointing to the right, being quad right. It's like you really meant 
and you know, again, having having sacral authority, listening to your gut in the moment is so much about you and your chart is about being in the moment and trusting your body and how it feels, not you know, listening to what society tells you to do in what order and and how. So yeah. it's really important. Okay, but the one thing I want to mention that one of the arrows, the the one that's on the on the left hand side, the bottom one, that's referring to what type of environment that is most nourishing for us and how our body, you know, feels best in. So first of all, the fact that you have that pointing to the right means that when you are in your correct environment, your body relaxes. So there are six different kinds of environments. And this will probably not come as a surprise to you or anyone who's been following you for the past 10 years. But your perfect environment is called Shores. So anyone who's been watching your stories on Instagram for the past 10 years know that you love to share on your, you know, morning walks on the beach. So I just found that so like magical and poetic that that's, I mean, that's one of the favorite things about your account for me is just you go on these morning walks on the beach and then you just feel like you need to share something because usually that's when you you share a lot of just insights and that's when you are in your perfect environment because this is for if anyone else is having shores as their perfect environment, shores is really about thresholds. So it's like two environments coming together, you know, sand, beach, water, you know, it's just, it's all coming together. It can also be sitting on a porch because you're sitting in the house, but you still see a different environment. So, excuse me. So it can really be, you know, some being somewhere where two worlds meet. So it's about exploring other worlds. That's really a key theme to having shores as your perfect environment. But of course, it can be literal shores, which is, you know, something that you share. So just sharing in the moment, the manic gen that you are and being, you know, relaxed in that environment. I just find it so poetic because I I love your beach chairs (laughs) when you share about whatever comes to And I love hearing that. So watch out because sometimes I censor it a bit and sometimes I don't do it as much. I'm kind of like, just chill, let them have a sunrise. But hey, you might just unleash something, Anna. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you are in your perfect environment in that sense. And I just, I just thought that that was so beautiful. So there's another aspect when we're still talking about variables that I want to mention. So there's underneath one of these arrows, there's something that we call cognition, which is our super sense. And it's really how we take in information best. And again, there's six different kinds. And yours is called inner vision. So it's really that gift of visualizing. And I remember back in the days, you would have, you know, vision board workshops. And I just find that again, being like very poetic that you used to do that. And I remember just wanting, I wish I could be in Australia so I could go to these vision board workshops. But I actually started doing vision boards in Pinterest instead. But anyways, I just, that's really how you, you have that abilities kind of like psychic almost, like seeing things. If you close your eyes, you can really vision, envision things. Okay, great. So that's really also a key for you, how you take it information best, which I think goes hand in hand with what you were saying about being in school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really how you take in information yeah. best, not really yeah. by maybe taking notes and being focused yeah. as well. And it, it is funny you say that too, because I teach at a local health retreat and I just 
straight away declare. I'm drawing on the board. I'm doing this stuff. And I said, I teach like I didn't know that. But I said, I teach like I learn and I'm visual. Yep. So I'm going to explain to you what's happening so you can embody it. No more information. But that's that's exactly it. I'm like, I, mm. yeah, I need it explained. Yep. So I love your variables because they were very, very prominent when, when I mean, how I've known and yeah. seen you. So. Yeah. But what you see is actually what you get. I don't hide much. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I love that. Uh, but then I also wrote, like, if we talked about spotlight leadership and authority, I mean, I really see that's very prominent for you. Um, I also see the sharing your voice is another pillar for me. First of all, you do have, like I said, Mercury in your first house. So talking about who you are and sharing who you are and sharing your story, I think is really, really important. Mm -hmm. But you also have a defined throat center. So mm -hmm. having that on switch is really important for you to say what you want to say and share okay. your voice in that sense. Okay. But if you look at the throat center, there's 11 different gates that can be activated and you have seven out of 11 gates activated. So there's a lot going on here. And Then when you look at, we call, we talk about channels in human design. So it's like the connection that you have between two energy centers and the channels are our strengths. And you have three channels and two of them are from the throat center. So again, I feel like there's so much that you are really here. That's just saying that you were really here to share your voice and sharing an important message mm -hmm. and communicate. Yeah. There's so much more. I mean, again, you're having your son and Mercury conjunct in the first half. I feel like you're really here to have and share a powerful message. Mm -hmm. And you also have Gemini, really the sign of communication in mm -hmm. the 11th house. And the 11th house is really about, you know, groups that we belong to, organizations, social interactions, like speaking to the masses so that mm -hmm. you have the communicative sign in the 11th house i mean just adds to my feeling of the fact that you're really here to you know share your voice in so many ways so again just by knowing you through instagram i feel like that you're already living your design in so many ways and i it's like we talked about the management i just feel like i just want to empower people that i see truly living i mean I, I think I t said this to you when, when I emailed you, like I, I'm already guessing your design. And then oh. when you sent me through your birth details, I'm like, yes. And it was, and it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You, know, you know, this work is so powerful because knowing this, right, you know, people grow up with these belief systems. So I'm the youngest of four mm -hmm. girls, you know, so it was very much like stop making it all about you, stop talking, la, la, la. So then if you grow up with these belief systems, it can really block you of, People don't want to know what I have to say. I'm making it all about me. I shouldn't share. So learning your design really helps break through these limited beliefs that it's like you are noisy. It's not noisy. You've got something to say. So it's really. You're um, meant to be noisy. Yeah. So I can really see that, yeah, like obviously my work with the mind-body connection and why you were so drawn to it because it's, yeah, it's same, same, different thread, but you just know so much. Yeah. No, but I think, like we we're saying, I think it's important to not hold back and mm -hmm. and share because, like you were saying, you wanted to be the person that you needed, That's and it. I think a lot of people going through a lot of mm -hmm. changes or you know discovering who they are, they need to find someone to connect with Absolutely. to see that they're not alone in whatever they're going through or whatever they're feeling. Yeah. So if you are a person who's sharing on social media about mm -hmm. something, just 
be authentic. Yeah. I think that will help you connect and that will help someone. Yeah, and I think you do that so beautifully. Okay, let's talk about your journey again. Actually, no, wait, I have one more thing about your chart that yeah. I really want to yeah. talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so speaking of your son, the sun, we talk about that from a, you know, astrology perspective and human design and, and all that. But I also look at which gate you have your sun in, and you have that in one of the throat gates. So you have that in a throat center gate, and you have that in gate 33, which is called the gate of privacy or retreat. <laughs> so it, it's really about, you know, being a witness. Yeah. In some sense, like taking the stories of other people and the retreat means or the privacy is like processing them in private so you can then turn them into wisdom to be shared with the collective. This is a collective energy. So again, really sharing your voice with the collective, but sharing your the stories that you are told through others and your own stories and just using that as wisdom to be shared mm -hmm. with others. Mm -hmm. And it really is, it's called in the gene keys, we say it's, it's the gift of mindfulness because mm -hmm. it's becoming aware of who you are, but also okay. who others are. It's like the collective mm -hmm. memory and co the collective stories that we are mm -hmm. told is being really aware and knowing that we are not separate. We are actually all one. And having that as your sun sign, I mean, this, that's really your life's work. Ha, and again, I know, <laughs> no, you did. I mean, it's, I mean, you're already living it. <laughs> wow. Really? I feel, yeah, just really like landed. Yeah. 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 And I think that's what I love about these systems. It just gives yeah. you that permission validation. slip, mm. validation mm. of something that you already know about mm. yourself. Mm. And now you don't have to pretend to be someone else. I think mm. that's why these systems mm. really do yeah but no, actually, you know what it is that word permission it really that, yeah. that probably resonates more than because I think I've, I give myself the validation knowing I'm going to get it wrong for many but again knowing I'm getting it right for myself and in getting it right for myself I'll get it right for the person who needs to hear what I have to say authentically so yeah I don't think it's so much that it's the permission it's like yeah well <laughs> the power yeah. <laughs> here I come <laughs> watch oh. me you work, you work with people doing this, don't you? You work with yeah. people who, yeah, amazing. No, because I really, I think because of my own journey, I'm always trying to like find my, you know, perfect career. <gasps> and for some reason, people would always come to me and ask for career advice. And I was like, I don't even know why. Because I mean, yes, I've tried many different things and I've been in many, you know, I guess, fun industries, all the, the shallow ones. <laughs> And I don't know what it was with that, but I mean, now I can, again, use my experience. And I guess I knew a lot about what, I've always been really good at seeing what other people are good at. And now I have the tools to really help me see what other people are good at. So I can connect what I see, like just topics that people are good at. And then when I see the charts, it's like, oh, you know, right. I mesh yeah. the two. So and I think that's the, really what I'm passionate about, helping yeah. people understand what they're good at so they can actually have a career that feels meaningful and purposeful amazing because so many people just waste away at companies that they don't really like yeah. being at because we get and, told yeah. we should yeah exactly yeah. just sh shooting all over the place as i tend to say <laughs> very good yeah but so let's talk about your journey still though mm -hmm. um going ahead what do you mm -hmm. want to explore mm -hmm. next on your journey 
Do you know what? I think I have definitely love sharing. I definitely love mm. sharing. I definitely love talking. I definitely love teaching. So I think I will look more into doing a lot more sharing and talking and motivating, inspiring. And I love doing retreats still, groups. I definitely next year have an intention to do some kind of membership because mm. for me it is so easy to wake up and do the sunrise. Like I have definitely manifested where we live at the moment. The story in that is just mental. And, again, it's trusting myself in the moment to how we got here because if I had to listen to my head, it'd be like, don't sell your house. You'd never be able to, <laughs> to live near water. You know, like don't yeah. do that. But following how I felt in the moment and just knowing how my body felt and trusting we are. It's not in the conventional way that we thought it would be by owning a house or whatever, but we're still living it. It's So that really resonates with trusting yourself in the moment. And, you know, I feel the most alive, like I said to you, when I'm connecting or when there's people and we're motivating and inspiring and I'm learning from people. So I would love to do like a year-long membership where it's like everyone's in there, I'm sharing my stuff, maybe jumping on a live call, like but having like this little community online. Yeah, because I think, think I mean, <laughs> I, I love it because that means you get to respond, which is your strategy as a manager. You need other people or other things to respond to. So having a membership would work perfectly for you. Yeah, yeah. So I just need Do to, it. because again, <laughs> I, I want to, I just, I need to wait to find the people because I, I don't know if this is in my um, design, but even the fact with this kind of stuffing up my phone, anything I try to do online, something will blow up or collapses or it just doesn't work and the more I try to do that side of thing I've had a friend who actually says I'm an alien she's like you've got way too much energy coming out shit short circuits around you so I actually have to no, but stay again, it's, it's the three it's just like bumping into things and just things happening it's like trial and error, uh, trial and error. so yeah, yeah so I feel like I'm going to put it out there that someone I will find someone that will help me do that yeah sounds yeah. amazing yeah but yeah what what kind of advice would you give to someone who wants to like make that shift like you did from the beauty industry to doing something else that feels more meaningful and more um, purposeful? Yeah. So what what uh, your what what advice would you give to someone who was wanting who's wanting to make that change to have a more meaningful and purposeful work that you did like going from the beauty therapy to being a coach? Do you know what? I, I really, it's very hard because I, like I'm judging myself before I even say this and I'm not really, but because I used to judge the whole trust yourself, I used to judge it when people would say that. It's like, what do you mean trust myself? Is it my head or is it my gut? What am I trusting? Like I just never understood it. Whereas I would say, you know, just honour how you feel. And people say, but I can't because what if my feelings are from an old? It's like, but you know what? If you honor how you feel from your heart, you will always get course corrected. And the more you honor how you feel and you might F up or not, and that's one of my things, you learn from the mess up. And most of my best things have been from my messes. So I would just be like, life is too short. Get some inspiration in your mind or your heart from reminding yourself of that. Um, you know, whatever you have to lean on in a thought of maybe have lost, have you lost someone or think about, you know, the end of your life, what will you regret or what really matters to you and know, you know, the whole, the moment is the only thing we ever have and the rest doesn't even exist. And do you want to in 20 or 30 years get somewhere and go, oh, 
thank God I got all this, but I didn't do that. Like what will be your biggest regrets? And I would also say if it feels uncomfortable, lean in. Um, so it's all of that, just be in your moment, trust yourself, honour how you feel, get a little bit of support um, and make mistakes. Stuff up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. just do it, yeah. shut up. And, but like you were saying, I, I say that all the time. It's like that you only regret the things that oh, you didn't do. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And like you said, lean into the uh, in, that, that discomfort of not knowing. Because sometimes I think we need to distinguish between actual fear mm-hmm. and something that's just, you think it's it's just, it's actually just being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because something, fear, I mean, it's not dangerous to mm-hmm. do certain things. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it can scare you. Yeah but you will grow from it. Absolutely. And I think there's a real difference because there is that fear of survival of you're actually going to hurt yourself or you're going to hurt someone or this isn't right. And that feels different. But I think if you look, if you do that whole, I I often say, well, I say it to myself and I say it to others, you know, that nothing good happens in your comfort zone. And it's great to feel good. Like, you know, we're all like, yeah, everything's going so well. And I feel so good. And I'm kind of like, I used to love that. But now I'm like, oh, I get more envious when I'm talking to my friends and they're like, I'm having an anxiety attack. And I'm like working through this shit at the moment. And I'm like, and I'm like, yes, yes, you're about to break through something. It's like, if, you're feeling the same all the time you're not breaking into any like more authentic new version of yourself so yeah lean into it and know you haven't done it before so the pathways are coming to a more authentic you doing what you're probably here to do exactly I love that Mm. like the whole thing was staying in your comfort zone. You're not growing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really powerful. Yeah. Because yeah. I think to um, let me know what you think, Anna, you know, we get so glorified with going, oh, good. You've got that. You've got that. You're not making a mess. Everything's good. Great. And it's like, hang on a minute. But then if you say, oh, I'm feeling a bit yuck and I feel like I can't do this, but I'm doing it anyway. And I made a mistake. People are a bit like, oh, well, what's happening? But it's like, that is actually the growing edge. That means yeah. you are like, yeah. growing. <laughs> But I guess that's the problem with everyone's just expecting success stories. No yeah. one's really expecting anything else. But when we actually do get, you know, the messy stories, the yeah. the growth stories, then mm. we're like, ah, oh. Mm. oh, it can be like that. And then it also heals a lot of, you know, parts in us because, you mm. know, no one's perfect. No one's journey is, you know, a smooth sail. <laughs> at all. I have got, honestly, I might even do one one story a week. So when I do it, I'll be like, this is because lovely Anna has inspired me I have got that many stories that are like revoltingly at my own expense horrifying in the stuff ups I've done in business in talks in groups in everything but something good has come from it as well so yeah exactly Mm. spoken like a true third line (laughs) (laughs) I love it what made sorry I know this is about me but what made you how'd you find human design Oh, I felt, I mean, I discovered it though. I can't remember. Someone suggested it to me because they knew I was always into astrology and I, I found it and I thought, oh, I don't know. It's, I mean, it resonated, but I it just looked at the chart and the chart looked so complicated. So I'm like, I don't understand it. Mm. And I kind of, it, it resonated, but I, it, I guess it wasn't the timing. Uh, it wasn't perfect. And then it came back into my life after, and I told you this, that I lost my dad. Yeah, you did uh, a few years ago, yeah. and I was pregnant at the time, so it was a really difficult emotional, you know, pregnancy in that sense. So I went through that and came into maternity leave with you know grief and love at the same time, 
And then human design re-entered my life. And I was at the place where I was really, I wanted to make a huge change because I didn't want to go back to the way things were because, you know, nothing was the same after that happened. Mm. And then it came back into my life and actually a psychic told me that I was supposed to be working with a system that would help structure other people's lives. And I had no clue what she was talking about. And it, it just, the penny dropped just maybe a month after I, I'd seen her because I was studying human design at the time. I was like, wow, this is the system. Wow. And it's just been a journey from wow. there. I mean, it's just been like one of those things that's just yeah. meant to be. Yeah. yeah. I can feel that too, that what, how you speak about whatever vibrations mm. coming off my page or whatever, it is exactly yeah. the same in, with you. You can tell you are doing your, per- yeah. Oh yeah, it's like I I I try to explain it in a way that it's for me. It's finally given me the language Mm. to you know understand what I've always known. Like now I can finally explain what I've always known, like energetically about people and society. Yeah, it just helps me translate. Yes, what I see. Yes, yeah, Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, I'm glad you do it. Oh, thank you so much, Christina, for being on my podcast. Yay. Where can people really, find you? I was really excited. I, I was really, really, and I just, because again, I feel like ri- enriched by what you've shared with me. Um, so my website, um, yep. you can jump online. I do online coaching. I have got an online uh, course called The Soulful Reset, which is like a four week, which is basically just what I do um in my yeah. own life so that's on there but yeah basically just my website or instagram reach out cool i'll leave i'll leave all the details in the show notes so people oh, can funny. just click on and find you well, thank, thank you, you so so much and if i share this too what about you people will just get in contact with you via yeah. the same thing to do some work yeah definitely yeah. And I, I mean I, i'll leave the the website for me in yeah. the show notes as well so everyone 100%. can just and that's connect there yeah media because i remember even yeah. the first interaction i shared what i felt and the girl who reached out to you is where we, we had a center together and i'm like you're oh, so right. cute you didn't even come to me to say you're reaching out but that's the power of social media that's what there's yes. so much good in exactly. it as well i know exactly we need to remember that absolutely yeah because sometimes it can be frustrating with being on social media in Mm. a lot of ways everyone's Mm. complaining about the algorithm and Mm. all that stuff and there's Mm. a lot of negativity and you know disinformation however i mean i'm looking back at it i mean i made some of the best connections yeah with people that i would not have met through you know living here in stockholm so the power of social media yeah, in that and, sense. and I think that there is a divinely guided, people are going to find you, mm-hmm. whether it's an algorithm, if you're going to find someone, they're going to find exactly. you. Exactly. They'll, they'll work through that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Definitely. I'm so happy we got to connect. Yeah, Thank you so too. much for being on the show. Yes. yes. All yes. right. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. All right. Bye. bye.